The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to The Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews. Presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and The Crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews. Presented by IV Creative, it's a perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us. So we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me I have the crew. First off, I got the creator and host of the Raw Sex Podcast, Cousin Damo, a.k.a. Dominique Marks. Here in the place to be, make sure y'all are checking out the Raw Sex Podcast each and every Friday. Got a new episode coming up. My man is ripping and rolling and got things going. So make sure you're subscribing, following him on Instagram, following him on Twitter. He's a great follow. You know, follow his personal accounts and also follow the show page. So make sure y'all do that. And of course, my man, J.O., always here in the place to be. Want to give a shout out to everybody stateside and worldwide for all of the support you've been giving the show getting new great numbers out of our host on red circle and of course all the subscribers on youtube continue to subscribe to the youtube page and check it out got a lot of great content coming up this year as we always say here on the vault hashtag open the vault hashtag nothing but the classics and today fellows we're going to take a trip back 20 years ago to a little bit of a simpler time as you would say this really is i think a soundtrack to those simpler times now of course what i'm talking about is along with taking the trip back 20 years ago we're also going to take a trip back north north side of memphis the second studio album from hypnotized minds camp posse member project pat mr don't play and everything's working released february 27 2001 on loud and hypnotized minds records with distribution via red Recording took place at the Hypnotized Mind Studio in Memphis. Production all handled by DJ Paul and Juicy J. Runtime of 73 minutes and 45 seconds. Executive producers also DJ Paul and Juicy J. This was uh, the second studio album from Project Pat. His first one was, of course, Getty Green in 1999. The singles, official singles from Mr. Don't Play, were Chicken Head, and life we live. <laughs> but a lot of other songs that weren't necessarily singles that were definitely smash hits, especially from those who were three six fans and people who were into the album. So guys, two thousand one. This was twenty years ago, and three six hypnotized minds all came onto the scene back in the mid nineties. But we didn't really know much about 3-6 until I would say about 98. 
And the reason being is because Tear the Club Up, which was a huge hit nationwide, a big hit in the South, and us being from D.C. became the main hook from the 98 Dope Jam from Backyard Band, <laughs> which is um something that we remember from this time going back 20 years ago, something that would always get the party started, Jay, as you remember when we were at Morgan, if they would play that joint, the very few times when they did. But it would always be trouble because I remember when I would be in the go-go when they would play Tear the Club Up with 98 Dope Jam, and it would be crazy. Um a lot of yeah, and a lot of things from this album, being from where we're from, bring back a lot of memories. And the being reason being is because a lot of hooks that you hear, not just from three six, but even on this Project Pat album, were hooks that we heard in the Go Go plenty of times. Um, I know I heard at least probably five or six different hooks that I heard at different times that Go Go bands used during this time period. And we're from DC. A lot of folks from DC love down south music. They love the no Limit, Love Cash Money, loved anything with Scarface and Ghetto Boys, <laughs> a lot of West Coast stuff. I mean, so that was big around us. So the Go-Go Band sort of adapted to use a lot of these things for the hooks because the music really blended kind of well. So I wanted to take a little minute, Jay and Damo, to go through an article that I found in my research this past week. And it was actually done on a website called stillcrew.com. The writer is a writer, Greg Witt. He's actually a blogger, a writer, also has a social media following. He was originally from D.C. and uh, went to school in South Carolina, decided to uh, write about his experience in the spring of 2001. Now, he was back home in the D.C. area working in Capitol Hill for a senator's committee office. The only black kid there, uh, he had a pre-furnished apartment on Connecticut Avenue about said 15 minutes away before he went from high school. And then what he was saying is that his uh, grandfather was dying that spring. And uh, later on that year, his grandfather died. He goes into this path, how this album played a part in his summer. He said, after the funeral it was me, my homies and a half gallon of Belvedere vodka. Another throwback. There were stories and even occasional laughter, but mostly emptiness for me. The man who was there when my father wasn't was gone forever. And I had no idea what to do. It was at that moment after drowning in another cup of vodka with a paper cuts amount of sanguine cranberry juice that I decided to do nothing. I said, fuck it. There's no, such freedom in fuck it. What could be sweeter than total disregard for consequences and the purest enjoyment of the moment? Sleepwalked through the rest of my internship on the hill. And in the summer of 2001, a year before my 21st birthday, I decided to live my version of fuck it. Somewhere between drinking milk straight from the carton and suicide bomber on the continuum. Every day, one album was always a part of the soundtrack. Project Pat's Mr. Don't Play. So high blasting out of a forest green Chevy Tahoe at Anacostia Park. Chicken head, pre-gaming on the side street. Don't save her, cat calling women and circling downtown for parking near DC Live on Sunday night. Gorilla pimp around my way watching cars and times pass. My disinterested slouch transforming from military alertness when a familiar vehicle went by too slowly. Whole lot of weed in a hot boxed car. The bass piercing through eye reddening smoke through lasers at a hair band's concert. No, I didn't execute a series of robberies or have a shootout with the cops, but I did drink a lot, even by a 20-year-old standard. And I started smoking weed again for the first time since a terrifying experience and did my pothead career before I, before I finished junior high. 
I also didn't work for the first time since 14 when I waited in a mile-long line to enter 500 C Street and sign up for the Marion Berry Summer Work Programs. You know what they say about idle hands. I didn't care. So <laughs> lots of stuff to unpack there, things that I think we can all relate to. <laughs> and so a lot of people, we knew a lot of these folks, man, because a lot of them were us, and they were people that we hung out with. That soundtrack of this project, Pat, Mr. Don't Play, definitely was a soundtrack heading into that summer. It was something that I heard a lot in the dorms when I was at Morgan. Damo can tell you, this wasn't something I would have listened to when I was in high school. And this was just two years before. I used to hate music like this when I was in high school. Damo can tell you, we were rap snobs. We- <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were. We were what they, them, them backpack rappers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somewhat. Well, yeah, ain't no lyrics. Right. He ain't saying that. Yeah, hey, yeah. What's the message? Yeah, exactly. Ah, been listening to that yeah, shit. Yeah, listening to that shit. So... So we're just going to go on that vein, man. We're going to go back, and we're going to go back and talk about Mr. Don't Play, man. 20 years ago, you know, what you thought, what you think, man. So I'll, I'll start with you, of course, Damo, because as we, as we said, we were rap snobs, yeah. and we weren't that far removed from being at the lunch table and giving thumbs up and thumbs down. So well, you was you was removed. I yeah, was still there. Yeah, so I uh-huh. can tell you that I did not listen to this album at all in 01. Yeah. It was, I was like, I ain't... You know, you hear a couple of jokes like, oh, I ain't listening to that shit. Right. I Maybe mean, because we looked, I looked at it, we ain't listening to that shit. So I ain't listening to that shit. Y'all ain't about to get me. One of my boys was like, come on, you got to listen to this. I was like, I ain't listening to that shit. And I'm sorry, guys, you know, I really wasn't big on Go-Go. So. Right. <laughs> like a lot of y'all used to walk around the halls blasting Go-Go in your ear. I couldn't, in your cars, I couldn't tell y'all how y'all did it. For real. Right. Like it's fine at the club dancing on a youngin'. But after that, I need my R and B and my hip hop. <laughs> right, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> but oh one, you know, I didn't listen to it at all for real. You know, you hit a couple of jumps on the radio, but even when them jumps came on, I was like, all right, let me turn into a different station. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else they playing. Cause for for real, I mean, even the radio was somewhat still at that time. East Coast bias, mm-hmm. so you'll get a couple of Southern Jones. I guess Bama's requested a Jones heavy. They'll throw it in there just a little bit, but you really went and hear them like that. You mainly hear you know East Coast and West Coast for real. Yeah, and that's it. It really wasn't until oh two I went to the Navy. Oh three I was in Florida. I had a buddy that was from North Memphis, mm. and that is how I got introduced really to a whole rack of south music with him and one of my other buddies that was from florida so next thing you know he got him he playing every everything from north memphis he playing and then that's how i got introduced to yo Gotti. i liked it yo Gotti. he had some joe if i fuck your bitch i'm gonna tell you about it that was my jump and that's how i was living in 03. <laughs> right thanks your god that was my anthem oh man (laughs) but that's when he started i was like damn i said this i was like oh this project is all right i said i don't first thing i came to my mind was like dang i don't want my buddies to know about this right (laughs) (laughs) right exactly hey put that your god on put put, put that three six on put put that fraser voyage out on yeah like if they saw me now, I'll probably get a thumbs down. Right. <laughs> Damn. True. So, Jay, what about you, man? What did you think when it first came out around that time? And what do you think, if anything, have you just changed for you in these 20 years? 
Oh man, definitely the strength definitely took me back down memory lane. Like you know, like you saying, we was at Morgan by the time the strength came out. And just like y'all, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, knew, I already knew like 360, you ain't gonna get no like, you know, thought provoking in depth lyrics, you know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of, at that point in life, I kind of had a revelation, like, you know, it's gonna be a time for like backpack music, it's gonna be a time for like ratchet music, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I was able to make that distinction. So, yeah. I already knew what it was, like, going into it, like, you know what I'm saying? Don't look for no like lyrical linguistics and everything like that. Like, I would expect off, like, you know what I'm saying? Something from like Rockets Records or like, you know, like a most deaf Black Star, like, or um, who else was making heavy back then? Like, you know, say like a corrupt or somebody like that. Yeah. Just doing what I was getting into, like dealing with Project Pat or anything from like, you know what I'm saying? 360 Hypnotized Minds. Like, I know I was going to get some banging ass beats. Yeah. You know, because them joints, like, you know, if you remember like in the dorms and stuff like that, them joints, just, like, we had them big, recently modified ghetto blasts at least that yeah. was like for like the late 90s early 2000s yeah, yeah. um yeah so like <laughs> like you know what i'm saying some drinks like them baselines them drinks when they hit they hit you yeah know what I'm saying? buddy my goodness um yeah so like then along with that you know what i'm saying because i want to say like even into like the summer of 01 like you know what i'm saying because you know, was at morgan so that was bob but back home came back home to dc like then was riding around like my peoples and everything like that and bumping like three six and you know what I'm saying? May have had like some um some herbal libation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, we're riding around and stuff like that. But um it just like it just kinda like sights the move. So Yes. I mean Yes, <laughs> yes it me, did. Yes, so, like, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and a couple of drinks and stuff like that. So I mean I can name some spots we hit up, but um I ain't gonna do that. No probably statute of limitations and stuff uh-huh. like that. But, right, um, and I got you, no so, doubt. <laughs> um yeah, man, like, you know, so it just like, and even back then, that's, that's when I really started paying more attention, like, to production and, like, you know what I'm saying, like, the sounds that, like, I'm saying, like, DJ Paul, Juicy J would use and just those bass lines and everything like that, especially, like, you know what I'm saying, if you ain't from my hood, like, that joint, mm-hmm. that beat is just, like, <laughs> that that's just high rank, I can't even say where, but, like, just, it just it just, it just does something for me, like, it just, it's just, it's just that banging, but, like, um, yeah, it's so, like, I mean, it just pretty much takes me back, like, no college years and just, because it was 01 so yeah I just turned 20 so like you know what I'm saying it just takes me back to that time like you know and plus like that was around the time I don't know if you were still I don't know if you really consider that like early trap or like part of the crunk era because that was like around the time like you know what I'm saying Lil John was popping and everything like that like yeah. that's kind of what you can consider like you know what I'm saying I guess now like the old south which I prefer better over the new south where everything is just trap 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 sorry to anybody that's like born in 95 or beyond that but right I'm sorry I just feel like the beast just like you know what I'm saying hit harder back then it was just better back then so yeah, yeah that's pretty it's, much my take on it. Yeah, I don't know if you can really consider that to be crunk because that was like sort of what they were doing was different from what Lil John and Eastside Boys and Yang Yang Twins and Young Bloods and all them. It was different because it wasn't really crunk music. It was just a sound that was different. Like you knew when you heard that three six Pat hypnotized mind beats them bass lines mm-hmm. that used to just go through walls and shake grounds you know what I'm saying that you would hear I know exactly what you're talking about Jay um yeah, straight up start a fight yeah ex- mm-hmm. nigga yes straight up ex- start, start up start a fight so yeah, that motherfucker could start a fight today today <laughs> exactly especially you get us 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 and our age group and we're in the club yeah and then no jokes come on yeah so we get Niggas just change the whole mentality. Whole mentality change. Niggas fighting. Niggas will fuck somebody <laughs> up. Exactly. Niggas gonna fight. So the thing is with this, going back to Damo's thing, I didn't listen to this shit in high school. I thought like any South rap that wasn't Outkast or Scarface or 
I thought a majority of it sucked. I mean, not mm-hmm. all of it, but I thought a majority of it sucked. I didn't listen to shit like this. Like we had we a, thought it was gimmicky. Yeah, we thought it was gimmicky. Like we would sit mm-hmm. there and we would say, like, yo, if they got them little Photoshop, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, album covers, mm-hmm. then the shit probably sucked. That's that was mm-hmm. our mentality what, back um, then. Um, the pen and pixel joints. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But it be a grip back then too. Like between like mm-hmm. no limits, suave house. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, mostly picking them cash money. Like, yeah, cash, cash money. money. Yeah, yeah right, all right. them. Yeah, and then I got to Morgan, and then I got was around a lot of different people, and I was around from different people around our area, and everybody was into this some type of shit. If it wasn't Scarface or Ghetto Boys or No Limit or Cash Money, it was a G to a Key or some shit like that, or <laughs> or Memphis shit like this Hypnotized Camp Three Six Project Pat shit, and. I got to school and started hanging around different people. Then, of course, you start partying, you start drinking, and you start smoking. And then it all made sense to me. Like you said, Jay, I started to compartmentalize rap and saying, like, look, there's a time for Mostef and Quali, a time for Nas, Biggie, and Jay, and there's a time for Cash Money and 3-6 and Pat. <laughs> I started like, yo, this is for specific purposes. And once I started to break it down in that realm, everything about this music made sense to me, especially with Project Pat. Like, I love 3 6 once I finally got into the music and started digging into their catalogs. But Pat to me was just a little bit different than everybody else in Hypnotized Minds. It was always something different about him. You know, when I would hear him spit, all the stuff that you would hear in his songs. His flow was different. He had a very unique flow, has a very unique flow. And his voice was about as storyteller. Yeah. And he's a great. And that's the thing about this album is that the stories that are told in this album, it's like I never really even sat back and thought about it. Like, yo, when you Mm -hmm. think with a sober and clear mind and you start listening to this again, it's like, damn, this nigga was spitting some stories out of this joint, like weaving some tales of some street shit like, you know. You know, it's weed smoking, it's hustler stuff, it's strip club stuff, it's talking about hoe-ass niggas and hoe-ass hoes and, you know, yeah, robberies and street tales and ghetto shit and beefs. Now, the 19-year-old me might have thought, there's no value in music like this. Mm-hmm. But ironically enough, the 30-plus, almost 40-year-old me looks at this and said, you know what? There was a purpose for this. It was drinking, smoking, partying working out and if you really about to get into a fight with some nigga this is some shit that you wanted to get your ass fired up <laughs> that's what i loved about it like you said jay the old south music is something that i look at and 20 years ago i wouldn't listen to now it's like damn i missed them days like listening to this album this past yeah like <laughs> d- listening to this shit now I'm like, yo, where did this South music go? <laughs> like, where did this from Memphis and from New Orleans and from Atlanta, where did this type of like rap music in the South that gave identities, this shit we talked about, Jay, with reason, regionalism, right? This sound was authentically Memphis. DJ Paul and Juicy J and these beats were ridiculous. And it wasn't like it was simple beats either. These are complex, like melodies and samples and vocal chants being like put into like yo crazy (laughs) absolutely crazy and the fact that i smoked made it even better to me because like you said this music always sights to high it always sights to high it always you listen to this music when you would smoke and right after you were done smoking it'd be the best music in the world but listening to it in a sober mind it's also like damn 
This shit, yeah, dog. Like, so something that it took a while for me to come around to. When I finally did, I definitely was a fan. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. And reading that article just brings me back to that summer. You know, the whole thing he talked about, uh, blasting so high out of a green Chevy Tahoe and uh, driving around D.C. looking for a parking lot. (laughs) Watches, listening to Gorilla Pimp, watching cars go by and everything. And then the whole thing about, you know, hot boxed car, smoke out joint, like the car smoked out, pull down the windows and think this is on fire. Like, I mean... Crazy times, man. So now we're going to get in the highlights. So, you know, we're going to go through, let us know some of the things that you liked, if any lowlights, if you have them. So, Jay, what are your highlights, man? Oh, uh, your highlights. I mean, like I said before, like, if you ain't from my hood, hmm. just like the way, just like his flow, the way that beat went. I like that, I like that switch up on the second verse. How he made that beat change that sample to use. I just thought that was just brilliant. Yeah. And how he just brought it back, you know what I'm saying, for um, DJ Paul Juicy J to spit their lyrics. Yeah, man. <clears throat> um, always a favorite from me like you know what i'm saying um matter of fact it was um artist named duke deuce i don't know if you heard the drink he made a drink crunk ain't dead to that same beat but like mm-hmm. yeah a couple drinks there. so it just shows you like i guess it might be categorized as crunk i mean according to him but yeah it just shows you like the like the staying power of that beat mm-hmm. right um i'm saying of course chicken head because like that's like looking back on it now like that's like one of the funniest hooks I've ever heard, bro. Like, like, because like, like, I mean, I, I, it's fine. I didn't even think about it back then, but like, you know what I'm saying? Just the fact they're going, bark, bark, chicken, chicken. Like, they had to be like a funny session, bro. Like, yeah, I know. Um, Ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It was, it just like takes me back. It's like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know about you. I, I had never heard, heard of the chat up to that point. Mm-hmm. Me neither. I mean, so like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? One of my friends, she got mad because I thought that was gangster boo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, cause I'm saying, she was like, how could you think that was gangsta boo? I was like, you know what I'm saying? Cause at that time I heard this rumor, like, cause you know, the chat, she was a heavy set or whatever. Yeah, she definitely So I heard was. like, you know, gangsta boo had put on some weight. You know what I'm saying? We hadn't seen her at the time. So I'm thinking, I guess I put two or two together and made five at this point. Cause I was wrong. <laughs> but like, um, I thought that was gangsta boo. So like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I didn't realize that. But like, yeah, I mean, of course, chicken head, um, don't save her just because I like. I just feel like there's a public service announcement against simping, which I am highly against. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, I could say a name of a, a super seance simp, but I, I ain't going. I ain't going to go there. That's that be a whole different right. podcast. But um, right, exactly. Um, so <laughs> break the law, two thousand one. Because again, back to my point about hitting on the speakers. Yeah, especially like a like a nice system. Mm-hmm. That that would like rattle brain cells, bro. Like, yeah. Oh, that's gonna definitely um, know if your system was trash. Oh yeah, right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, <laughs> other giant ooh nothing like that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Like it's like a strip club joint, but the beat was just banging too. Life we live, I'm saying yeah. ski mask. The joint we can get gangster so hot. I mean, it's just so many, bro. Like. Yeah. I was about to say, nigga, you haven't skipped the song. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's a couple I didn't name. It's yeah. a couple I didn't, but I'm. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I really got any low lights on there, but like, I guess like those be my go tos, like, depending on like, you know what I'm saying, the mood of the day or whatever, like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that'd be it for me as far as like, you know what I'm saying, like, the drinks I was feeling or 
possibly not feeling, but yeah, yeah. yeah. True. Damo, what about you? Hey, man, Jay didn't save nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the, the, I basically would say the same things. But, you know, of course, the skit out there, part two, they talking right there. Mm-hmm. See, that say you want. Yeah. <laughs> <that, that> <laughs> you got five hydro green in green. She went to jail and boosted all the bad checks, man. Fuck her. <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can think about it back then. I wouldn't have understood the, what the fuck they it was, was talking. Right. I got down south and was around a lot of them niggas who talk like that. Yeah. So me being around them niggas, I was like, I understood everything what the fuck they were saying. I'll be dying laughing. Right, exactly. Funny as hell. But, but I would say back then, back in 2001, I would have said the whole album was a low life. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> but then you know, 03, you know, driving around my boy in his caddy or whatever. Shit, we ain't skip a song, right? Shit, sometimes you click the joint back when you about to pull up. Oh, go, go ahead, hit the y'all niggas ain't no killers when we pull up. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you know, so, oh yeah, all right, yeah, we could go in now. Yeah, because we was down there, Club 69, Roy Jones Club, and they used to Damn. be. Shh. Mm-hmm. Wild in it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The this stuff in this album is definitely some getting ready to go to the club. If you're going to the club back then, this was a perfect soundtrack if you was getting ready to go party. Huh? Um getting ready to go to the party and going to party, riding around looking like looking for that part, like my man was saying. Um, my highlights, yo, like I said, when I listened to this joint again, I hadn't listened to it in a while and I didn't skip anything. <laughs> like I didn't I'm skip right and uh, there wasn't a track on here that I skipped but my oh, highlights my highlights though um, definitely love Cheese and Dope because that was another mm-hmm. dope beat Don't Savor obviously because <laughs> it's just Don't a funny ass song and it is like <laughs> you said a, a anti-simp anti-gump ass nigga anthem much needed yeah um, if you ain't from my hood you right man the one thing that I love about those beat switches Jay it's like when them beat switches come it's just like oh hold up did, did, right. did the beat just change <laughs> like what hold <laughs> the fuck hold the fuck up man, especially you don't see you if you you smacked I'm gonna take I'm gonna take yes. it back to lingo back if you smack man, you drink, smack like, yes that joint yeah that joint will like, that, that joint will take you high from a 10 up to a 15 like <laughs> <laughs> gorilla pimp my goodness like one the song is great but then the hook just that hook by Naaman Lumpkin yeah (laughs) I sat there and rewound that joint when I was listening to it early I said hold up what did he say I was like (laughs) whoa soulful ass hook too and it wasn't like no nigga singing like the nigga the nigga could sing dog and he made it like made the shit work I love Gorilla Pimp we can get gangster obviously is one of the best stories that he told throughout this whole album though like the whole tale like i'm sitting there listening and following this whole storyline going through we can get gangster um life we live which is again with naming lumpkin as well um that was another cool joint um y'all niggas ain't no killers y'all niggas some hoes i love the fact that the way that that beat switches on the sample that they used on that as well that was a sample that was i believe from the ohio players it was 
Good Luck Charm, which is also the same sample that was used in Nas's Last Days. Um, so it was something I was familiar with because I was like, hold on, I've heard that sample before, those voices in the background. Just another great thing with DJ Paul and Juicy J with their production. They're good at taking these little intricate parts of beats and samples and songs that they've heard before and then putting them into a song. And you're like, hold up, where'd that come from? Ooh, nothing. Obviously, that's a strip club joint. The North North joint is just, mm. that's crazy. That's another anthem right there. My f- memories from this is obviously one being in the car riding. I used to always remember blasting this joint. And, of course, your system was great. It had come through great on the system. Another thing that I remember about this is there was this YouTube video of this dad who was doing the dad wake up challenge where he woke his kids up blasting this joint, <laughs> going into his kid's room, trying to wake him up at like six o'clock in the morning. I was like, that's the type of dad that I probably would be. <laughs> that would be me getting my kids up in the morning. Um, the fucking with the best, though, is just a great way to close out the album because as everybody hypnotized minds, pretty much spitting on that joint, ending it with a joint with T-Rock, man. So, yeah, it's this joint, I mean, the production on here, like you said, Damo, if you had a trash system, we could tell. This would reveal all the flaws in your system if you decide to play this joint at full volume. But if you had a good system, yeah, you could shake some walls in this joint and rattle up your trunk because, man, props to DJ Paul and the Juicy J once again. Great, great work. I mean, awesome work. So now we're going to see if we're about notable quotables and see if y'all got any. Jay, you got one? What do you, you have a notable quotable for us? Um, I guess, like, my joint would be on... um. On Gorilla Pimp, like, mm-hmm. cause it was just like, it was the second verse. He was like, talking smart to a pimp. You didn't broke the first rule. I'm gonna come to your job. I'm gonna act a damn fool. <laughs> when your boss walk in, I'm gonna play it off cool. If he's stepping in our beds, I'm gonna slap his ass too. <laughs> God damn it. Damn, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just funny to me because, like, you just start like the. Kind of like unpack the joint. It's like, yeah, okay, you know what I'm saying. You know, a trick can't talk smart or a pimp. Whatever, that's, that's a no no. But then, the fact that the hoe is still working a job, he about to come up there and like, you know yeah. what I'm saying, raise hell and then smack her boss and all like that. It's just like, it's just funny when you break it down and think about it even more. So like, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. It's funny as hell. It just apt, it's an apt title for the song Gorilla Pimp because it's right. like you got to be a pimp ass nigga to if your hoe's still working at a job go up there and raise hell and if her if her boss start acting up then you gonna slap his ass too. Right. <laughs> like you will pimp to him too or something. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> wow. I'm on a stroll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's wow. Damo, what about you? Don't save her. Oh, okay. <laughs> Crunchy black. <laughs> I ain't even you with the pack. Country black. Ain't nothing going on but the money and power. Got one in the chamber for you trick-ass cowards. And I'm tired of you niggas going to save these bitches. Stop saving these hoes. Let another nigga get them. <laughs> I said, this nigga crunchy stupid. <laughs> I ain't trying to be a trick. I'm just saying my dog. Let a nigga get deep down in them drawers. <laughs> I said, yo, for real, because I knew too many niggas that was saving them back then. Yeah. So I, so I, whenever I hear this show, it takes me back to with the shit I saw. Like, yo, for real? Yeah. Like, damn, y'all raised the pussy rate up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> raised that joint up exponentially to the point where niggas couldn't afford it. You know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> It's crazy. And my, then, you know, I got another, I got a joke from Project Pat. Okay. You know, if you ain't from my hood, 
Okay. And it's okay. the second verse. Still ought to get paid down for Luce Libre. Fuck all that bullshit. And she say, she say, those who oppose me should get no leeway. Lying on real niggas get end up in gunplay. I yeah. said, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that second verse definitely was something serious, though, especially when the beat switched up. Yeah. Mm. Right. Exactly. I was just about to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when that beat switched up and he switched his flow yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Catch a bird of charge? I don't think so, my so nigga. My nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I was locked up two or one wearing bobos, yeah, playing yeah. dominoes, shooting dice, big old afro. <laughs> yes, mm. yes, yeah, yeah. That joint, man. That sh- that might be the standout track of the album for real, for real. Yeah, it might be. Um, my notable quotable was from "We Can Get Gangster," and you know he was talking about just this story. I got a call from my dog, guess the Fred, just the other day. Met some niggas from the other way, want to purchase yay. Said they want to get some good shit for the low low. Fred grew up with this nigga by the bio. Could be the popo. That's the way my mind think. Thought about that shit for a minute, then I took a drink. Thinking of a comma, knowing I ain't gonna fall. Called up my cousin Poncho, let him rob us all. Then he balled off with the goods on the rendezvous. Spot had the Fred back his dope, then we split the loot. Rudy Poo's always getting got something serious. Infatuated with the game, very curious. That'll kill the cat, cause the game ain't to be told. Quit smoking crack, my nigga, it's to be sold. Getting old never worries me, I don't give a fuck. Let them poles stay on my mind, call that nigga up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, another thing about all these lyrics and stuff that he said, is like we always talk about something you can tell when niggas are rapping things and they don't necessarily live it. <laughs> like Patton did a couple of bids for stuff. Yeah. Every time his album was coming out, this nigga was yeah, in jail. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you know Pat is probably living a lot of the shit that he was saying, if not all of it. I mean you all can of this always feel it more when you know they living it. When you know they living it, mm-hmm. exactly. And because the nigga was doing time and he was doing shit out there, you knew it gave credence to whatever the hell he was saying. So <laughs> So, yeah, man, um, these lyrics, the bar, like you said, it's not no, this is, that's what my man Tony, uh, a.k.a. Enter the Dome on um, <laughs> on Twitter says, it's not no lyrical, miracle, metaphysical shit. This is like some, but it's still bars, though, because it ain't, it's still mm-hmm. some rapping ass shit, like some shit you can really like feel because the dude has lived it and the beats just back everything up. Guys, now we get to the end, man, the test, the test of time to see what do we call it? Is it a certified classic? It is a borderline classic. Is it a classic just in its time or not a classic at all? And I'll start with you, Damo. What say you? Certified classic. Mm. You know I'm saying like you said, you said it. You said you ain't skip no one song. Mm. Yeah. And it don't really, it don't really, it ain't too many albums out there where you can say that you don't skip one song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and this is twenty songs on here. So. Yeah. You know, back then, you know, you smoking, so it's 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 a whole rack, it's a vibe, it's the beat, it's everything. So to me, you know, it's a certified classic. Mm-hmm. Jay, what about you? So I'm gonna have to echo the same sentiment: certified classic. I mean, for those same reasons. Plus, I mean, along with that, like, I think it's I think it's for 20 years, it's aged pretty well. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would even hold up. You know, like today's standards, just like music and even with the state of down south music, it's like you know. What's out is out now, but it's like when this something like this comes along, you know, it reigns supreme over that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Certified classic. Yeah, man. Make that a sweep across the board. Certified classic. 
the way that my opinion has changed on this type of music in 20 years and on this type of music and on this album has changed so much. It's probably changed more than any album that I've probably we've done on this podcast since then. It's not a single skip. I didn't even think like going into this. I was like, yo, I'm going to end up. There's going to be something on here that I don't like. So I'm going to have to end up skipping something. And that's pretty much the end of it. But it wasn't. I mean, everything on here is just goodness. It's crazy. Great beats, the lyrics and the stories and everything on here. Yeah, it was something that when you getting fucked up and when you smoke, it sounds good. But you can listen to this shit sober now. And I'm like, yo, 20 years later, still a classic album, not a single skip quality level there's not a drop off that exists throughout this entire album not even the skits are out of place everything is well placed in this so certified classic for me as well so there it is kids project pat mr don't play 20 years ago make sure y'all go check it out and listen to the uh, the rest of the hypnotized minds catalog as well man get into this music this is what the old south used to sound like and this is what i wished we had a little bit more of but Times change, and because we don't have it anymore, it doesn't mean you can't go back and listen to what the great music we had before, man. So make sure y'all definitely go check out Mr. Don't Play. Praise your boy. Little White. <laughs> Little White. <laughs> Lord I Infamous. Fuck, I, fuck, I fuck with Frazier Boy. I yeah. know Frazier Boy was going to be up next. Yeah, man. I, I thought a lot of us thought he was too, man. There was a lot. They were putting music out during that mm-hmm. time, man. Uh, Lord I, Infamous, Frazier. T-Rock too, man. Yeah. Yeah, oh man, I love T Rock, man. I thought I thought he was really gonna be the nigga that was gonna be next coming up, and because he used to spit, he used to like right. put some heaters out when he was on that hypnotized mind stuff. But Lil White did too. Yeah, and Lil White did too. Yeah, I thought Lil yes, White sir. was gonna blow too, and Mac Miller came years later. I was like, that it seemed like this was Lil White. I thought this how Lil White was gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's. They they definitely as a clique put out some music and put out some bangers throughout the years. And during those times when we were at Morgan, it was like, yo, you was looking for that stuff to come out. And before I end the podcast, I do have to give a shout out to my boy twenty nine or Deuce Nine. He is actually backyard band sound man, the sound engineer. Um, puts out some great sound. He's the one that helped to put me on the project patent three six man. So B. Deuce Nine, hey, look, appreciate you, man, for putting me onto this shit because, yo, I appreciate you opening my eyes and my ears to this, man, for real. Definitely put me on. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you check us out on our new host on Red Circle. You can also download, stream, subscribe to The Vault Classic Music Reviews on any one of our streaming sources. If you go to the bio on any one of our social media pages, you can get to our link tree, which has all of our streaming sources and also all of our social media pages. You can get to The Vault on Instagram or at Vault CMR Podcast, on Twitter at Vault Classic, and on Facebook and YouTube by searching the vault classic music reviews podcast subscribe to the youtube channel like the facebook page interact with us on social media we do it here all for you we appreciate the support and if you have a friend tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud but not too loud and as we close we'd like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation always create motivate and elevate because you are never destined or created to stay stationary in this life and on that note we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at IVECRE8. What? 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.